the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, we return to the purveyors of real estate knowledge. Your Real Estate Chalk Talk. Hey, thanks for staying with us. Welcome back. This is your Real Estate Chalk Talk, 612-627-8000. That's 612-627-8000. We're here in the studio with uh, Becky Wegshed. Wegshed. I say I can't say it. <laughs> can't say it. Becky Wegshed. And I'm a good Most German, names. too. And <laughs> you think you'd get... You think I get it after a while. Okay, Government Affairs Director for the uh, uh, St. Paul Area Association of Realtors. And we're talking about rent control and the impact it has just as one of the things that you deal with. I mean, there's many uh, things. But I'm curious, we were talking last segment about this new policies come in, just implemented the first of the year. Not enough data to know really what the impact has been. Already seeing some antidotal evidence of people pulling out of the city, refusing to buy in the city and such. At what point would you consider you have enough data to go back to them and say, look, guys, we got to do some make some changes here? Sure. And how does that process unfold? No, that's a great question. So I went to school for political science. So the political scientist in me says two to three years. Okay. Is two a, to three years? I know. I know. Um, but a lot of that, it, it, just with the changes over the past, you know, three and a half years with COVID and, um, of, of course, with the, the George Floyd protests, it's hard to tell. It's hard to attribute. Um, I don't want to say there's been an exodus from the Twin Cities because there hasn't been, but there's been ebbs and flows between the core cities and the suburbs. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's hard to attribute rent control versus the other, you know, 15 things that it could possibly be. Um, But uh, yeah, I would say at least through 2024, I would kind of like let the policy sit, let the amendments sit. And then go back to St. Paul City Council and, you know, Minneapolis. Minneapolis is doing the exact same thing on the on their side right. of the river, which is insane. It, it, it's, it's a little odd knowing the repercussions of what St. Paul did. Um, so, yeah, two years, I'd say. Question for you. So we yeah. just went over the year anniversary from uh, George Floyd. What have you yeah. seen occur in the in Minneapolis, St. Paul as a result of that? You know, so I started right around that time. I think it was a lot more prevalent in the year following. So now we just hit, you know, the three-year anniversary Mm -hmm. of it. Um, I think it's going to kind of always be on the minds of everybody, especially because, you know, some of the, like, the third precinct still Mm -hmm. hasn't been done or hasn't been... Just as more or less background noise? Yeah, yeah. It's It's... It's there. People mm-hmm. are thinking about it, but I don't think it impacts people's housing choices anymore. Not yeah. anymore? No, okay. I don't think so. Yeah. So as your function now, as as a code partner in the government affairs, what yeah. does your daily activity look like? And how do you approach these 
however many counties and municipalities. Twelve. twelve yeah, twelve. Monitor twelve. all that activity. What's your day-to-day look like? When you get up in the morning, so, what do you do? That's a great question. So I get to work. I read all of the newsletters, um, like the Twin Cities ones. So like the Strib, the Pioneer Press, try and stay as up-to-date because advocacy stuff moves quickly and it comes across our desk really quickly. Okay. Um, so my colleague and I, you know, we assess the ones that we really have to like I guess, play ball. Um, So the big ones, like I mentioned, are kind of rental regulations. So we're seeing, um, you know, the short-term rentals that I had already mentioned. We're seeing rental density. Investor ownership is a big discussion right now. I know there was a bill at the the state legislature about that this year. It's been tabled um, in this current session. But yeah, so we look at those and then we reach out to you folks, the SPAR members, and we say, especially our members of our government affairs committee, which is about, I think we have about 26 members spanning like every point of view that you could possibly want on the on mm. the proverbial political spectrum. That's probably good, right? And it's so good. Oh yeah. my God. The discourse we have amongst those 26-ish members is great. You ever get a little heated? Yes, of course. I love it when that happens because I get to be like the silent partner in the yeah, back because yeah. I'm mm-hmm. staff. I'm not allowed to like say anything, but I love to be like, Ooh, yeah. what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, so, oh yeah, go ahead. In that, hold on. On that, don't you discount both fringes and then deal with the middle or not? Kind of. I, I really don't think we have that many like okay. fringy so folks. Not... Yeah, it's it's okay. kind of all in that like, you know, left of center, right of center, and then right in the middle. And that's um something else I want to point out is like with with NAR, with the National Association of Realtors, we call it Realtor Purple mm-hmm. because you have so 1.6 million realtors. That's a lot of points of view. So you have every... Just in, just in the Twin Cities. Yeah. yeah. It seems like <laughs> feels like... Doesn't it? Seems like yeah. it. Yeah. Half or, of the entire population is realtors. Yeah, I can see that. I can yeah, definitely see painful. that. Um, but yeah, so you have every point of view and it kind of meshes into one. And then the National Association will take all of those points of view and go to the White House with it. Just like we go to, mm-hmm. you know, Dakota County or we go to, you know... Apple Valley or whomever. So, and so, what's the process for that interaction mm-hmm. from from ground up, so to speak? Yeah. How does that communication flow? Do you have, you know, national meetings or statewide meetings yeah. and all that? Just meeting, meet, just the the whole idea of meeting. I was on the Governor Affairs Committee for the State Association mm-hmm. for a few years, and it's just like awesome. I couldn't stand it. Oh, sure. You know, because <laughs> it just see, oh, it was grueling. You know, mm-hmm. because the, yeah, yeah, you love it. He's like, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to kill myself. We have the same conversations over and over yeah, and over, and yeah. nothing ever seems to happen other than setting another meeting and having a, yet another conversation let's, about let's, the same. Let's topic. think through this and let's get back together. Yeah, let's, like, yeah. Good Lord. let's table yeah. it. About, yeah. Well, and like you mentioned, with with things getting heated, sometimes it is really nice to have that kind of fail safe built into Robert's rules of orders. Like, let's table this. We need to we need to put some distance between us and the issue. Mm-hmm. So when when we do have like hot button issues like rent control, I think we had probably about a dozen meetings in the span of 3 weeks mm-hmm. just about oh, rent wow. control because it was just moving so so quickly. Um so I know my government affairs committee hated me in that, that little span of time. But yeah, with a lot of it we'll just send out all of the information we have, we'll send out the policy, we'll highlight like the main points. And I think Paul and Matt with the state association, um, they do the same with the state government affairs committee. Um, and then we'll just solicit feedback and then we'll all get together 
have the conversation, bounce ideas across each other or off of each other. And then my colleague and I will say, okay, so here are your three options. Which option do you like best? Do you want us to send a letter of support slash opposition? Do you want us to get on the phone with city council members? Do you want us to get down to city hall? Like, what do you want us to do with the position that you've chosen? Who directs your activity? Government Affairs Committee and then our board of directors. Okay. So everything the Government Affairs Committee does goes through um, kind of like four different um checks, I guess. So you have, you know, the Government Affairs Committee, first check, okay. you get their, you know, majority opinion. Then it goes to our exec committee, which is our, you know, president, president-elect, treasurer, and then their squad, basically. Okay. goes to board of directors, and then they sign off on it. On and what, so these are your marching orders. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. So so there, there, there's a nice check and balance system with the association. Um and there's always a lot of good discourse at every level of it. So. Good discourse. Good discourse. I have it. <laughs> yeah. so Is that you, a buzzword yeah. in political science? Yeah. <laughs> discourse? So if you had It's a say, nice way of saying everybody's <laughs> arguing over yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Try to have that every morning on the way out the door with yeah. the kids. <laughs> good discourse. Hey, good job, family. We had a uh, positive discourse. <laughs> What are your uh, priority items then going forward? Like, how far out do you set priorities? Is it six months, a year, three years, or how how does that work? Yeah, so it's usually about every year we review our policies. Um, We just uh, finished up with the review of our most recent policies. We have them on the website, spar.com, if you're interested as to what the position statements of the association are. Um, and then we kind of just take things as they come. Like I said, um, things kind of start in one and then they they ruminate everywhere else. So that's when my colleague and I, we delve into, you know, city minutes or agendas and say, okay, these are the three or four things that impact housing. Are we seeing this in other places? Is this just like a microcosm? Like, where are we at with that? Um, so that we kind of take as we come. And then a lot of it is dictated by the National Association because things start there and then make their way down to us. So We have a significant following uh, on the show of real estate agents. Yeah. Uh, in the last, we have about a minute left of the segment. What would what message would you like to deliver to the agents that are listening to the program mm-hmm. about your position, about the association, about what's, what's <clears throat> happening in our real estate community? That's a great question. Um, honestly, the thing that I always tell new members at our new member orientation is grassroots advocacy is the most effective form of advocacy. Get to know your city council members. Get to know your mayors, county commissioners, because once you get to know them, once you build that personal relationship with them, they're going to be so much more likely to listen to you when you do have opinions on policies that how they're do putting you, How forward. do you get to know them as they hide away in their No, <laughs> you, you schedule coffee dates with them. Mm-hmm. Go to their their um, neighborhood meetings that they have. Just be like, I don't want to say in their fa- yeah, present. Exactly, mm-hmm. be present. Just get to know them on a personal, and then you know that that's also great for business too. So, get to know your electeds. Thanks, Becky. The Southern Twin Cities Association of Realtors and uh, the uh, Minneapolis Association mm-hmm. has uh, counterparts. I'm sure working on the same thing. Thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. We'll be right back after these messages with the favored fourth segment of the big program, Calvin Kamick, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) with Lone Depot. (laughs) 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.